now join the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd coming to you from Dunbar Township. Come and listen in to a radio station where the mighty host of heaven sings. Turn your radio on. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother Ronnie Boyd coming to you again today with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry. And we want to discuss today from the Word of God how important it is to obey God, what will happen if you disobey God, those that have uh, disobeyed God in the past, what happened to them. And if you do obey God, the benefits that God has for us if we just obey the gospel. We'll be talking about that in a little bit, but we're going to have a song here in just a little bit, and then we're going to get into the Word of God. a song here in just a little bit from the group they're singing i've never seen the righteous forsaken or their seed begging for bread but first i want to read a passage of scripture it's found in exodus 23 and about verse 20 and god tells moses this at the time he said behold i set an angel before thee to keep thee in the way to bring thee into the place which i have prepared last week on the radio we was talking about that place and god had a place prepared said, Beware of him, and obey his voice, provoke him not, for he will not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if thou shalt indeed obey his voice, and do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy unto thine enemies, and an adversary unto thine adversaries. For mine angel shall go before thee, and bring thee into the Amorites, the Hittites, the Pezzarites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, and I will cut them off. Thou shalt not bow down to their gods, nor serve them, nor do after their works, but thou shalt utterly overthrow them and quite break down their images. And ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. These are some wonderful promises here, if you obey. Yet on the other hand, you'll be in a lot of trouble if you don't obey. So don't provoke him to anger. God's name is in him, he said here. And he said, beware of him. He won't pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. So this was the warning that Israel received from God through Moses, and God spoke to him, and God had sent that angel, and they was told to obey. That's the main thing that I want you to think about today, is being obedient, but what's going to happen if 
were disobedient. So we're going to have that song now from the group, and they're going to sing that they've never seen the righteous forsaken nor their seed begging for bread. But I'll tell you what, the way of the transgressor, the Bible tells me, is hard. seen the righteous forsaken or God's seed begging for bread. But what I have found out as I study the Word of God, those that obey God, they got the victory. They received the promise. They was blessed. Now, they might have had to go through trials. And you think about Daniel in the den of lions, and you think about the three Hebrew children in the fiery furnace, and that probably wasn't a very pleasant trial to go through. 
But on the other hand, look at the victory because they obeyed God. They put God first. They obeyed the Word of God. They didn't let down. We find so many stories in the Word of God. Time would fill me to go through the Word of God today and deal with each and every one. I could never get it on this broadcast. It would probably take weeks and weeks to deal to, to do that. But we might just mention a few, those that had victory, those that had defeat because they would not obey God. I like what Peter said as he was writing his first epistle. And in the first chapter, and uh, we pick it up about uh, verse... 17. And if you call on the Father who without respect of person judges according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear. Now he judges every man's work. So he is going to pay attention to the decisions that you make, if they're good or if they're bad, if you obey, if you disobey. He's going to know that. For as much as you know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by the tradition of your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God. Now watch verse 22. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of an incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. So you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit. My mind goes back over to the book of Acts, and I think about a verse of Scripture there, and around the fifth chapter, and we find here that as they was teaching, uh, this came up. Talking about Jesus. In verse 29, Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than man. So it's as, it is necessary. The Word of God just keeps bringing that thought up. Obeying the truth. Obey God. Obey uh, the angel. I put my name in him. So many scriptures we could go to in the Bible that teaches us if we want the blessings of God, we better obey God. Now, here's what Peter went on to say. For the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom you slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted uh, with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. I want you to think about those two expressions, for repentance and forgiveness. And we are his witnesses of these things. And so also is the Holy Ghost whom God hath given to them that obey him. It comes right back again to that obedience. On the day of Pentecost, that's what Peter, when they said, what must we do? Actually, what he was saying is obey. 
Because he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's the spirit that God gives to them that obey him. But if we disobey, and we won't obey what Jesus said. Now, Jesus also made the statement. That's what Peter was actually preaching in Acts, the second chapter and verse 38, is what he was told to preach by Jesus before Jesus ascended up. And Peter was just obeying, doing what he was supposed to do. And Jesus had said to them to go into all the world and teach all nations to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost teaching them to observe or obey all things whatsoever he had commanded. And uh, that's what Peter was doing. He was obeying that. He also remembered Jesus saying at the about the same time, he said, Ought not Christ to have suffered these things? And that repentance and remission of sins would be preached in his name, beginning at Jerusalem? So Peter got the revelation from what Jesus had said there, preached in his name, baptized in the name of the Father, baptized in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. All right, then you would have a duty before God if you wanted to obey that, is find out what the name is. It's not hard to find out. Jesus declared it. He had come in his Father's name. The Holy Ghost was sent in his name. And his name was given by the angel, thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sin. So if we will obey, if we will obey, that's what God is saying. He gives his spirit to them that obey him. But if we reject what Peter said, what Jesus said, and uh, we twist it or try to get something else out of it, or just reject it altogether. We don't have to be baptized. That's not necessary. Water don't mean anything. That's what I hear all the time. But that's not what I read in the Word of God. It's part of that operation of God. And uh, you have uh, obeyed that form of doctrine that was taught you. Amen. That's the doctrine of the apostles. That's the doctrine of Jesus Christ. That's the doctrine of God. It was just one doctrine handed down from God. Jesus preached it. And then the apostles came and they preached that doctrine. So I know another story in the Word of God is pretty interesting. There's so many that we could go to. But, uh, Back in 1 Samuel, about the 15th chapter, you read a story about Samuel and Saul. Samuel was the prophet. Saul was the king. The prophet told the king what he was supposed to do. He was supposed to go over and kill off the Amalekites and kill the king, uh, Agag. And, and uh, so Saul goes over with the people, fights against the Amalekites, and figures that he got a victory. And he brought back the king. He didn't kill him. And he brought back some of the... Uh, cattle, I believe it was, and uh, he called them the goodly, the goodly cattle, and they thought they would bring them back and sacrifice them, and uh, they thought that that would work, but really that's not what God told him to do. The prophet told him what God wanted him to do. So Saul comes back and finds out that Samuel's not very pleased with him, God is not pleased with him, because he did not obey. 
That's what God wants us to do. We don't figure it out ourselves and think, well, I know God said that, but I think this would work better. I think this would look better. I think this would uh, fix the problem better. No, just apply the Word of God, obey the Word of God, and let God fix things. All right, well, he comes back, and he brought some oxen and uh, things like that back and brought the king back, and he was in trouble because he did not obey. He did it, but he did it his way. How many people are trying to serve God today, and they're not doing it God's way, but they do it their way? And they feel that this is acceptable. This will be all right. Well, I think that is not necessary. Now, oh, my, that baptism thing. Now, you don't have to be baptized. All you have to do is just believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. I've often said this. If you believe him, would you not obey him? And I think about Jesus said this. If you love me, then keep my commandments. And he commanded them to go into all the world. He told them to baptize the people and uh, to baptize them how? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And you have to find out the name. It's not hard. It's Jesus Christ. And so you baptize them in the name. You teach them to observe all things whatsoever he has commanded. You have to get into the Word of God and begin to find out what he commanded, and that's what you teach the people. Then when the people get and receive the commandment, they have to obey that commandment if they want to be pleasing in the eyes of God. And if they obey, God will give them his Spirit. He said so. He gives his Spirit to them that obey him. But those that start right off, Oh, I don't think that's necessary. You don't have to have the Holy Ghost. You don't have to speak in tongues. You don't have to be baptized in water. You don't have to be baptized in that name. It doesn't matter how you're baptized and things like that. And pretty soon, they're not obeying what Jesus said. And yet they want, they claim that they have the Spirit. Did you ever hear that? Oh, I know. I've been born again. I When I... Uh, received Jesus as my personal Savior, I was born again. But Jesus actually made this statement in the third chapter of the Gospel of John when he was talking to Nicodemus. You must be born again. And he speaks of the Spirit first. And then in the fifth verse of that same chapter, he talks about being born of the water and of the Spirit. Now, they have tried to turn that around and, oh, no, there's no baptism, there's no water involved. He was talking about the natural birth. And, uh, no, he wasn't. He's talking about being born again of the Spirit and of the water, or of the water, then of the Spirit. Peter said, when you uh, got to repent, then be baptized. In how... We find the examples through the Word of God. When Philip baptized the eunuch, they went down into the water. Jesus was baptized in the water, and they come up out of the water. And uh, when you're baptized, uh, the Bible said you're buried with him in baptism. And uh, like figure, you know, and uh, Peter even made the statement that uh, baptism doth now also save us. It's not the putting away the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God. Will you obey him? Will you obey him? He told us to get baptized. Jesus did. He that believeth 
and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned. Will you obey him? That's the question today. Many will uh, come along and they'll want to do it their way. They've got it all figured out. They reject this or reject that. Now listen to what Samuel told Saul because Saul had rejected the word of God. And Samuel said in verse 22 of the 15th chapter of 1 Samuel, where we're at, and Samuel said, Hath the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion, see, when you don't obey, that's considered rebellion. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness as iniquity and idolatry. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord, he hath also rejected thee from being king. Now, Saul didn't feel that he had rejected. He just thought that he did it in a better way. He Maybe he just understood a little bit more than God did. It seems like that's what the thought must have been in his head. But we find out that he had rejected the word of God. God had told him what to do, and he did not do it. And therefore, he was in a, a heap of trouble. God rejected him from being king. He lost out with God because he did not obey the Word of God. Over in 1 Corinthians, turn over with me there, and let's go to the 13th chapter. And it's pretty interesting. The Apostle Paul said this. Now remember what Samuel told Saul. It's better to obey than to do sacrifice. Now watch what Paul is teaching here in 1 Corinthians 13. He said, Though I speak with tongues of men and angels, and have not charity... He said, I am become as a sounding brass or as a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I can remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. Now, what is charity? So we can understand here. Charity is that perfect love of God. And Jesus said, if you love me, what are you going to do? You're going to keep my commandments if you love me. All right, that means you'll obey him. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. It is not puffed up. Doth not behave himself unseemingly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoices not in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things, charity never faileth, but whether they be prophecies, they shall fall or fail, whether there be tongues, they shall cease, whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. And he goes on teaching here about how when he was a child, how he thought us a child, and so on and so forth. And he says in the last verse, though, he said, And now abideth faith, hope, charities. 
these three, but the greatest of these is charity. If you get that perfect love of God in your heart, you will obey the word of God. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. But so many times people give up, and I could tell you so many stories uh, it would, like I say, it would take weeks to ever cover all them. People like Achan, when they went into Jericho, the walls came down, uh, came down. God gave them a great victory. They was told not to touch any of the accursed thing. And, uh, but one man, Achan, uh, he did. And, uh, it brought, uh, uh, not victory to Israel then. They began to have judgment of God upon them because of what he had done. And then when they found out which one had done it, you know the story, if you've read that, we know what it cost. It cost him and his family their lives. And I'll tell you what, it's better to obey God than to do sacrifice. There's story after story in the Word of God. Them that obeyed, them that disobeyed. I think about the Apostle Paul speaking there as he writes to Timothy, and he said, Demas has forsaken me, loving this present world. And so sometimes that's what happens. You know, when it comes down to really taking a stand for God and uh, putting up with a little persecution and, and uh, having it a little bit hard, uh, people begin to bow out. And they're that seed that has fallen upon stony places and things like that, or the cares of this world has choked out the good grain. But uh, he said, Demas has forsaken me, loving this present world. And then that calls my attention over to something that John wrote to the church in First John, uh, the second chapter, and about verse 15. He said, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but it is of the world. And I think about back through the Word of God. Every time somebody failed God, it probably fell into one of those categories. Uh, they lusted either after money, uh, or maybe it was a woman. Uh, the lust of the flesh, or the lust of the eyes, like David with Bathsheba, and things like that. And those stories, as I go back through and read Saul, you know, he was uh, more concerned about having the prestige of the people, and... Uh, he disobeyed God, did it his way, and just story after story in the Word of God where they disobeyed God in some measure, some way, and when they did, then they fell into judgment, into trouble, and uh, it cost them for the way of the transgressors hard. But I think about David in Psalms 103. He made a statement. He said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Then he said it again, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. And then he went on and explained about what the uh, benefits would be if you bless the Lord. And he forgiveth all of our iniquities. He healeth all of our diseases. And when we begin to think about that, and uh, he saveth my life from destruction, I get to thinking about, all those benefits that David spoke about. And he satisfies his mouth with good things, he said. And those are the blessings of God. But, first of all, you've got to bless the Lord. Jesus also, the Bible teaches us, if we draw nigh to him, that he will draw nigh unto us. And uh, if we uh, deny him, he will deny us. 
So I don't want him to deny me before the Father. I want to hear someday that, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So let's obey God and find favor with God. I see your time is gone. See you next week, same time, same station, with the Apostle and Prophet Ministry. listening to the Apostle and Prophet Ministry with Pastor Ron Boyd, inviting you to join him again next Sunday morning at 8.30 here at your local station, 590 AM, 101.1 FM, W266DB, WMBS Uniontown.